Miss Ruth, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Yay. 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 I don't know as I walk up here. Yeah, I know. We're, we're doing our very best. <laughs> we're doing our very best. <laughs> so, um, we had changes in our life a couple of years ago, and um, it was not necessarily easy changes, um, but changes that God, I think, really orchestrated a lot for us. And as part of the change, we left the church we were at and had started visiting different churches, and then we met Pastor Kevin and Lynn, and shortly after we met them, Ryan went to Oklahoma on a business trip. And so Sunday comes, and I want to go to church with the girls, but I'm not going to go visit <laughs> a random church. I don't know any of the churches in the area because we had only been going to the same church for six years. And I thought, well, I'll try out Pastor Kevin and Lynn's church um, because it's not far from the house, and I've met them, so at least I would know somebody. <laughs> we, we came to church here, the girls and I, and when we left, we walked out the door and we were walking to the car. And Kyla, who was seven, maybe just six at the time, actually, she said, Mommy, I think we found the church that we're supposed to go to. <laughs> and so when Ryan came back, we told him that. He said, I haven't even been. <laughs> and they picked the church for us to go to. And over the next few months, we got to know all of you, and we got to know Pastor Kevin and Lynn um, a little more, and then sometime towards the beginning of May, I had this very, very vivid dream, and I don't ever really remember my dreams, but I remember this when we were moving into a house, and as you may know, we had recently moved in February, and we didn't find out we were moving into the house that we're in until... February until it was move day. Um, and so I had this very vivid dream that we were moving. We had just found out we were moving into this house. We were moving, unloading the moving truck. There was one of those water coolers um, in the kitchen and unloading the water cooler and it was pouring down rain. And as we were moving in this water cooler and the last of the things, I had this thought that we're moving into another house, but we've only been in this house for a very short time, like a couple of weeks, but yet, and it was all familiar. The house was familiar, um, and it was a parsonage, and I thought, well, that's, you know, kind of a strange dream. So at breakfast the next morning, Kyla, again, said, I had this dream, and she starts telling the dream that I had. We had had the same dream on the same night. And in, I think really the significance of it was is that we were leaving one house, one church, and we were moving into a new church. And I think the significance of the water cooler and the rain was just the refreshing and the water that God brings. And so for me, it's just confirming that this is where we're supposed to be. This is our home. This is our church family. So we're very excited about the change. It's been a very good change.
few weeks ago, the topic of our sermon was honor. And I don't want to go any further today without remembering how precious and how necessary parents are in the life of each and every one of us. And um, <clears throat> so I want to I publicly say that I'm very, very grateful not only from, for, for meeting two people and their beautiful kids, but having the opportunity to meet dad and mom and mom. Um, you guys have names, Earlene, John, and Cheryl. <clears throat> and I would encourage each and every one of you to have a conversation with them uh, any chance that you have. But I also want to ask each of you if you want to stand up and say anything at all concerning this day and concerning what, what God is moving upon your heart. I just want to give you the opportunity to honor you. Uh, thank you very, very much for all the right things you did in, in raising these two. And um, I know that human beings are not 100% perfect, but I'll say you guys got pretty close. Yeah. You guys got pretty close to that 100, so thank you. And if there's anything you want to share, a Bible verse, just even just a hello or anything like that, uh, feel free. I'm sorry, I'm messing up Joe a little bit. You okay with that? Okay, I forgot all about cameras for a moment. <laughs> Certainly had not planned on this. But, uh, <laughs> I, I just uh, um, want to say we're very happy on this occasion. This is uh, this is a wonderful event, and we're glad to be here and meet everyone here. And um, I just want to acknowledge that it, God has had His hand on Ryan and Ruth both for all their lives, and. And it wasn't us. It was God doing it all. So, Hallelujah. Thank you for this. To God be the glory for everything. Yes. Amen. And that's a part of great parenting, too, <laughs> is to give God the credit. <laughs> Anything else to share? No pressure, just... <clears throat> Again, we're so grateful to God for you, so grateful that you can be here today. And um, there is something in the Bible that talks about uh, God rewarding us. And it's just nice to be hanging around some people that are going to have some beautiful rewards from God. So, mm -hmm. yes, please. I'm
over rocks and I'm unsteady on my feet, he stays behind and holds my hand. And when I'm having problems, so he's my sweetheart. He takes real good care of me. So. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Hang on. Okay, it's just a special, different kind of day today. That's all. Okay. All right. We good? <clears throat> now I want to speak to the church and. Um, We had an amazing time last Wednesday in gathering together to pray uh, from our homes across the electronics. And um, <clears throat> those of you that were there, we had a, had a good time with Veronica. And our goal was to bring her on so that she could share about what's going on in her life and to pray for her. And the funniest part for me was you guys were praying like crazy, which was wonderful and just all kinds of good stuff. And then it got a little bit quiet, and all of a sudden I hear Veronica say, Pastor Kevin, is it okay if I pray? <laughs> so this is a grandmother. I mean, you know, she, <laughs> yes, I think so, um, definitely. And then she just began to pray, and she began to pray uh, for our church. And she doesn't know any, anything about today and what we're planning or anything like that. Prophetically, thing after thing after thing, I'm just, I'm just sitting there in awe of what God is speaking to us as a church. And I thought, oh my goodness, I should have taped this. Uh, I should at least scribble something down on a piece of paper. And this stuff was just happening so fast. Lord, in the name of Jesus, boom, 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 boom. Do you remember that, those of you that were there the other night? It was, sure. it was amazing. I wish, I wish, I wish I, I taped it. Um, but the only thing I got down on a piece of paper was this. Um, speaking to you, members of our church, you have not abandoned your post. And that was so prophetic. It's such a blessing for my brothers and sisters, whether I've known you for a short period of time or a long period of time, <clears throat> that you've responded to God as you discovered the gifts that God gave you and the responsibilities that God gave you. You stepped right into it, and you have not abandoned your post. And so we are so grateful as we are going through a transition right now to know each and every one of you. And we're going to hang around, too, quite a bit. So, so um, but thank you. Thank you for each of you that you did not abandon your post. Thank you that you responded to the Lord. Now, I've got some scriptures to share with all of you. And these scriptures can be a little bit tough, a little bit difficult, because we live in the United States of America, where a lot of people think that freedom means you can do anything you want to do. And that kind of grows in a lot of us sometimes. It's called rebellion. It's called sin. But um, God hasn't called us so that we can have freedom by doing everything we want to do. We have freedom by doing everything he wants us to do. That's where real freedom is. Mm -hmm. so, so hold on to your seatbelt for a minute. There's some scriptures here. I'm going to share these scriptures with you, and then I'm going to ask you as a member of this church to stand up, and uh, at some point we're going to say at least amen, okay? So I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to ask you to say, but you're going to say something like amen. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to start off in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1 says, 
let brotherly love continue. In other words, loving each other and caring about each other as if that's somebody that was born right in your own house, like, like you would take care of your brother, take care of your sister, and so on. Let brotherly love continue. We want to continue to love each other, care for each other, look out for each other, and uh, honor each other. Verse 2 in, in, in Hebrews chapter 13 Thank you for those of you who brought Bibles. I'm sorry, I, I should have said Hebrews 13 earlier so you'd have a chance to get there. I see all these, all these dedicated people just crunching to get, to, to get into God's Word and to make sure that the pastor is actually saying what's in God's Word. Both of those things are important. Every once in a while, there's places on this planet, I won't name them, but there's places on the planet where the person talking is not, not really in tune with the Bible Bible. So it's their own Bible. So thank you for bringing the real Bible. Um, let brotherly love continue, verse 1. Verse 2, do not neglect to show hospitali hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Verse 3, remember those who are in prison. There's a physical prison and there's also an inside prison that can happen in people as well. Remember those who are in prison as though you are in prison with them. And remember those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body of Christ. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. God will judge sexual immorality and adulteress. Keep your life free from the love of money. It doesn't say you can't have money. It says free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. That was verse 7. I'm sorry, I skipped one there. Verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. That's verse 9. Jumping into verse 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Verse 17, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account someday. Let me slow down on that verse. Anybody who is a pastor, including me, is going to stand before God someday and give an account for every single person that God brought into my life. How did I treat that person? How did I serve that person? How did I watch over that person? So becoming a pastor is not a light thing. Becoming a leader in a church is not a light thing. It's a responsibility. So I'm going to read this again. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls. And those who will become leaders will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning. 
I'm going to tell everybody in this room who is not a pastor a secret. When pastors get together and they have breakfast together, pastors have days in which they groan. And pastors have days in which their smile is so big they can't walk through the door. And uh, the writer is just telling us the truth. It says, let them do this. Let Pastor Ryan do this with joy and not with groaning. For that would be of no advantage to you. Please stand if you wish and if you will. I'm going to ask you a question. It's got several sentences to it. And then I'll ask you to simply say amen. Amen is a Bible word that means yes, sir, yes, indeed, so on and so forth. Will you, precious members and precious guests of Abundant Life Community Church, with the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will you honor your pastor, his wife, and his family, will you encourage him, pray for him, stand with him, help him, listen to him, and submit to the truth of God as it is preached, taking God's counsel as given to you, both publicly and privately, to the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As a member of this church, I'm about to say the same word as those of you can. Ready? Amen. 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 You may be seated. That's called a charge. <laughs> okay. A charge to the church. And in a few moments, um, I'm going to be sharing uh, a charge to Ryan as well. But before we do that... Um, I have a pastor. It's important that every single person has somebody who watches over their soul and is there for them during some difficult times as well as some happy times. And my pastor's name is Dan Wolf. And I contacted him and said, could you just pray? And, you know, in this time and this day, you may not be able to make a journey. As a matter of fact, his wife is going through some illness right now. But I said, would you be kind enough to put a video together? And he, being in his 80s, said, I will check with my grandchildren. <laughs> and he did. His, his grandchildren put together a, um, not just a video, but he went ahead as a pastor and did a little bit of charging, Ryan. I just want to warn you, okay? So when we get to the last part, um, he starts doing some charging, and he only made one mistake. Uh, because he talks about me, and he talks about Lynn, and he talks about you. And then just before he does the charge, he says Kevin rather than Ryan. So just ignore where it says Kevin. It's Because he emailed me the next day and said, I, I goofed. I said, I said Kevin instead of, instead of uh, Ryan. So, uh, so anyways, you'll, you'll see what it is. You'll see where his heart is at. And um, then we'll go from there. Sunday morning in this video. 
it's been a strange year and we haven't been able to get together and I'm sorry about that but I love the church and I love you very much and thank you very much for the chance to share with you today I really want to commend Kevin and Lynn in the midst of the congregation today they have been a great example and a wonderful leader for the church for many years I remember when I first came to pastor Kevin. It was several years ago, and we have had a great relationship since then. And the one thing that I love about Kevin is his great love for the Lord, for the Word, and for the church. And there are three things that I've often thought about for leadership that I feel have been in Kevin for a long time. Here are three thoughts for leaders. Faithfulness, responsibility, and accountability. Faithfulness is a wonderful word that God gave us in Luke 16 when he said, If you could be faithful in the little, you will be faithful in much. If you could watch over your money and handle your money correctly, God will give you true spiritual riches. And if you are faithful with another's things, God said he would give you your things. These are three great principles for faithfulness in the scriptures. And Kevin, you have been a very faithful man in little things, and God has made you faithful in a lot. And I have always appreciated the way you've handled your money, because the way you handle money, Jesus said, is the way you get true spiritual riches. And the true spiritual riches cannot be bought with money. For the gift of salvation is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. The Word of God is a gift. Good marriage is a gift. Good relationships are gifts. These are the things that God has given you in the church. And I appreciate you very much. And the second thought for leaders that you have exemplified is responsibility. You know, the Lord spoke to us very clearly in the scriptures that we are all to be responsible people. I know a lot of people like to feel like they're victims in these days, but no, God says we are responsible for our lives. We are responsible for our own failures and our own sins. And to be responsible is to be a person who says, I will do what's right. No matter what happens, I will do the right thing. I will be a blessing to my wife, a blessing to my children. I will actually... When times get tough, do the right thing, the responsible thing. I will love the Word of God. I will be a man of prayer. I will seek God with all my heart. Responsibility is a great characteristic for leadership to say I'm responsible because in the ups and downs of church life, we can make some mistakes, we can make some failures, I suppose, but God wants us to be responsible and to come out of it. And the third thought is accountability. And accountability merely means that you say to someone, I did it, I was responsible, or I failed and I wasn't responsible. Accountability is something that Kevin has shown through the years. And I just want to commend him in the midst of the congregation today that he's been a man of faithfulness, a man of responsibility, and a man of accountability. 
Thank you, Kevin. And Lynn has been a beautiful wife and support. We just love Lynn and realize how much she's blessed you, Kevin, and blessed the church. Not only her family, but the church. She's been a great blessing to so many people there. And further than the church, I know Lynn has blessed Willimantic, doing a lot of things in the city, in ministry, and in helps that have been a great blessing to many people. And I think I said to you one time years ago that we needed to love the city where we live. Jeremiah said it to the exiles. You may remember this, Kevin. Jeremiah said it to the exiles. He said, I want you to love where I put you. I want you to settle down. I want you to have families. And I want you to love the place where I put you. And sometimes people haven't really wanted to do that. But you have done it. And the same thing is true for the congregation. You've had a wonderful group of people who have supported you. And I commend the congregation this morning for the blessing that they've been to you, Kevin and Lynn. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for serving in the church so well and actually loving the city as Kevin and Lynn have in many, during many, many years. Thank you so much. And now I turn to our brother, uh, Pastor Ryan. I'm sorry that we haven't been able to actually meet together, but we've had some good talks, even on the phone. And we want to thank Ryan and his family for coming alongside Kevin and Lynn over these past years. And thank you, uh, Ryan, for your past, your background, which is so similar to ours, and your great love for the Lord, and your love for the Word of God, and your love for the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm praying that you will be a man of faithfulness, responsibility, and accountability, as Kevin has. And as you come to take the church, I'm praying for a refreshment from God. I'm praying that you will be able to bring something to the church that will be a wonderful blessing. I know that Kevin and Lynn will be like spiritual father and mother to the people, maybe for many years. But Ryan, thank you for coming alongside, encouraging them, and being willing to take the church under the anointing of the Holy Spirit into the future. We're so thankful for you. And I'm praying that you will be able to release the signs of the kingdom of God. That is, that there will be power released from you, and miracles will take place in Willimantic. People will be healed, delivered, and, and, and caught up in miracles that will come from you and your faith. So I'm praying today for Kevin and for Lynn. I'm praying for the congregation to continue to love each other and love the city. And I'm praying for Pastor Ryan and his wife and family to be a huge blessing to the church and to the city. And I would say to Kevin today a word from the scriptures that you're well aware of, where Paul said, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. 
and be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. It's a great blessing to be able to speak to you today for these few minutes, and I would like to close with a prayer of blessing upon you all. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we pray with thanks this morning for Kevin and Lynn and their years of service and the example of their lives. We thank you for them. We are full of gratitude for all that they've done. And we bless them in these years that these will be great years of service in many respects. Make them wonderful spiritual leaders and a father and a mother to the church. I pray a blessing on the congregation. I pray that the congregation will respond to Pastor Ryan, that there will be a wonderful reception of his life and the word of God that comes through him. And we also pray for him, Pastor Ryan, to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon him for the future and that he will take the church into the refreshment that can only come from God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all, and thank you for being there in spirit. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, huh? Yeah. Blessings are always, always good. Boy, I've got a few stories to tell, but I'll, I'll try to make them real quick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is my pastor, and the first time that he came, he preached a message on loving your city. And um, I love the place where I grew up in. I grew up in Tolland. Tolland is sort of a up, uppity kind of a place. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but it, but we were surrounded by people that had money. <laughs> so, uh, so. Uh, um, when God, God called us to pastor in, in New Britain, uh, we loved New Britain as well. It was the first time I'd ever lived in a city city, and, uh, but it was just so much fun being there. And then um, when it came time for us to leave there and come here, um, I came because that's what God wanted me to do. But I wasn't necessarily happy with it. So uh, I didn't really like the city. The city was different, and it wasn't comfortable for me, and so on and so forth. And along comes my pastor, and he preaches that sermon, and I think I'm the first person that goes up, can you pray for me? Because, <laughs> like, like I, need your, I need your grace. And what God has done is God gives grace. What grace is, is something you don't deserve that God gives you, but it's also the ability to do what he wants you to do. And, um, and so this has just been such a joy, and just being here in this city. So that's, that's number one. Number two, how in the world did I meet Ryan? Uh, I met Ryan because um, we used to, maybe we will again, have uh, <clears throat> breakfast on Tuesday mornings once a month with other pastors. And um, uh, <clears throat> now we just, we just kind of zoom to each other and munch on our food at home. So, <laughs> But uh, anyhow, um, I was impressed from day one, first time I met him, because he's a person who knows how to listen. And oftentimes, he would defer to other people, show honor to other people. And if you really asked him some questions or something like that, he would definitely talk back. I mean, he would definitely 
answer your questions and so on, like, like how many children do you have, and you know how how are things going, and you know just you know uh, you know so on and so forth, um, or or sometimes we fall into stuff like you know um, uh, football and baseball and that kind of stuff. But anyways, um, <clears throat> but what I really enjoyed was I always enjoyed a conversation with him, and. Um, Sometimes we as pastors, we get together and we don't know what to say to each other. So we start sharing, oh, this is the message that I gave last Sunday. Isn't this cool? Uh, there's nothing else to talk about because we're all pastors. But anyways, <laughs> but he was different. He is different. He's somebody who wants to be tuned into what God is up to, and he wants to be tuned in into where people are at. And the scripture that we just read that said, treat people that are in jail as if you're in jail yourself. In other words, in other words, he connects with where you are at. And as a colleague, as a pastor colleague, that's something that always happened in every conversation I ever had with him. And then there's this Holy Spirit thing. From the day that I first met him, the Holy Spirit would kind of tweak something in my, in my heart that said, you need to invite him and his family over and get to know their kids. You're a little bit older than them. Maybe you can be a blessing to them. And um, I get that ping from God on a regular basis. And then there's something in life called busy, right? And I forget about it. But God, uh, what does it say about God? He's the holy hound. He just keeps yeah, coming after you. And, um, and so finally the time came and finally the, finally the opportunity came. And finally, um, we didn't get to meet the entire family because these girls were doing wonderful, wonderful things at the time, dancing and all this other stuff. But we got to meet one <laughs> one precious one, as well as mom and dad. And we, Lynn and I, for the first time, just sitting at a pizza place, sharing our testimonies, how did you meet Jesus, and just, just talking back and forth, real stuff was just wonderful. Uh, it was just absolutely wonderful. It was uh, love at first sight, yeah. <laughs> something like that. I mean, it just, it just was. It just, just, just was. When I turned 60, um, <clears throat> around Thanksgiving, I would ask my children to come together and I'd say, you know, what I want you guys to be doing is praying on a regular basis to say, to ask God, how much longer should daddy be pastoring a church? And at one point in time, should I turn things over to somebody that God has called because it's a different generation time. It's a different, it's a different uh, time in God's life. and and. Uh, God doesn't throw you in the dump. He just opens up new adventures for you. That's all. So we seriously began to pray that way every year uh, at Thanksgiving. After the grandchildren were sound asleep and stuff like that, we get together, we talk a little bit, and we pray a little bit. And I'd ask them to just keep that in prayer. And so the first year goes by, and we get together again, and we look at each other like, no, nope, we don't see anything happening. Okay. And we got, you know, next week, the next month, uh, the next year goes by again, and we do the same thing, kind of like, kind of like this. But um, after we had pizza, and it wasn't the pizza that did this. Uh, <laughs> after we had pizza and we're driving home, we're just like, could it be? Could this actually be the person? And let's pray and let's see God about it. And um, <clears throat> I was coming up to a time that I needed some surgery, and so I wanted... So I kind of rushed things because, you know, usually you pray and seek God for months and months or, you know, whatever it is. And so um, I think I got together with just you and me maybe the first time. 
and just said, can you guys just kind of think about this? I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of surgery, and then after a couple months, a couple, couple weeks of surgery, we're going to go on vacation and stuff like that. And uh, you were kind enough to, to bring that to the Lord. So um, that's, how I, that's how we met. And ever since then, it's been such a joy, not just um, talking to each other and having a friendship with each other, but talking about deep, deep prayer. The kind of prayer that you really feel God is moving. And that's just been such a joy. It's just been such a joy for us. So, all of us in this room could talk for minutes and hours. But um, it's time to do a charge. So you can stay right where you are at the moment. We're going to be switching places very, very soon. But um, a couple of scriptures, and this morning I, I just I asked God, and I, he, I just really felt he's like, just stay with the scripture and you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so so um, <clears throat> first scripture is going to be found in 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. Then we're going to jump to another place called Titus. And Titus actually is in the Bible somewhere. Uh, we don't have too many stories about Titus. And then we're going to um, finish with good old Peter. Um, there's never a doubt when Peter is speaking what he's saying, right? So, so um, 1 Timothy chapter 3, and then we'll go to Titus, then we'll go to Peter. And these are charges from the Lord. They're not charges from me. I'm just the mailman who's delivering the mail. <clears throat> but these are charges from the Lord. This is from God Almighty. And it's very, very important. Paul is writing to Timothy in chapter 3, and he says, If anyone aspires the office of an overseer, uh, translations of the Bible, the word overseer, the word pastor, the word bishop, the word, um, leaving one of them out of there. But anyways, all of those words pretty much mean the same thing. Uh, somebody who cares for God's people. And uh, these days we tend to use the word pastor. But um, if anybody aspires the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife. We got that one covered, right? Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be silly when we're in scripture. The husband of one life, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard nor violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well. And that's something we saw from day one that was amazing and is amazing. With all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must first... He must not first be a recent convert. Your mom was telling me from the time you were a little boy, you were seeking after God. So he must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up and conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Verse 7 
Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Thank you, Lord. So Paul, writing to his son in the faith, says, as you're deciding who's going to lead the church, these are some of the characteristics you really have to pay attention to. And so Paul doesn't just write one letter, he writes another one to Titus. Same topic. So Titus chapter 1. I love how Paul describes himself in chapter 1, and actually in many of his writings, he starts off by saying, Paul, a servant of God. Paul, a servant of God. What do you do for a living? I serve God, a servant of God. Whatever God wants, whether I like it or not, I'm a servant of God. That's where he starts. And every pastor must be a servant of God as well. So Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, jumping to, pay, uh, jumping to verse number five, I left you behind in Crete so that you might put what remained into order. Having a pastor is part of having orderly behavior in God's church. And appoint elders in every town I directed you to. If anyone is above, uh, if anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or um, insubordination for a, uh, verse 7, for an overseer as God's steward, that person must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word of God as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Pastors get to rebuke people. It's not our favorite thing, but there's days when that has to happen. Peter, um, I think it's 1 Peter chapter 5, I hope so. I just wrote down Peter 5, so... <clears throat> Does Peter have five chapters, I hope? Okay. <laughs> And this gets a little bit closer to home, a little bit more of a charge here. Peter says, so I exhort the elders among you. As a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Verse two, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory. Likewise, now he speaks to all of us, you who are younger be subject to the elders. 
Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Before Ryan comes up to the front, I just want to ask him a question, and he can say amen, or he can say something different. I hope it's not different. So, <laughs> this is free will. We have free will with God. Ryan, will you, with the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Love and serve these people. Be an example to our Savior's flock. Preach the word in season and out of season. Encourage, correct, and heal each person who God has placed within your responsibility. Come on. I'm asking Steve, who has served our church from day number one as an elder, somebody else you should pay attention to. Please come up, Steve. And just before we pray, somebody asked why I was wearing this. So... Um, I've got a responsibility at, at noontime um, to go to the, where the firefighters uh, are, and they have a special service. They've asked me to come and at least share, uh, share some prayer with them. So we're in the presence of God, and sometimes when we get in the presence of God, we totally lose uh, sight of time. <laughs> and so this is my way of reminding myself, I, I promise to be over there for these guys. So, and, and if Ryan is preaching... And it's really, really good. And you see me tipping out. It's not because I don't like the preaching. Okay, I just, I just want to make sure everything real clear. Where is that pastor? He shows up and he disappears. This is part of what God is opening up for Lynn and I to do. In addition to being members of this church, and in addition to being who we are and doing what God calls us to do here, there are some other doors that are opening. And so sometimes you're not going to see us, and, sometimes, and a lot of times you're going to see us. Yeah. So... So I, I just want everybody to understand that as clearly as we possibly can. Uh, we're still in Willimantic. This is still the place that we love. And um, anyways, enough said. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So we just want to lay hands on you. And I'm going to ask Steve to pray first, and then I'll pray second. And then I'm going to get out of your way. The rest of the service is, is wherever God leads you. Go ahead, Steve. Ryan, as I thought about this morning and praying for you, uh, the word that keeps coming to my mind is shepherd. So it was so fitting that the last scripture that we read from Peter talked about shepherd. So in that context, I want to pray for you and do that now. Father, we thank you for sending shepherd Ryan to us. May you help this shepherd be faithful to you and be led by our chief shepherd, May this shepherd feed the sheep in this flock. May this shepherd protect the sheep in this flock. May this shepherd find those that stray off 
and bring them back from this flock. May this shepherd, when needed, reprimand from this flock. May this shepherd be blessed by this flock. Please help us, Lord, for those of us who are part of this flock to be a blessing to this man of God that you have raised up, this shepherd, this very important position. May he lead us as a shepherd. And may we follow you faithfully and trust in this shepherd. Put your spirit in him, Lord, in a new and powerful way. Make a deep deposit into this brother, into this shepherd, Lord. May those of us who are in this flock follow him faithfully and trust in you, Lord, as you lead him. May we support him and bless him and not only this shepherd, but this shepherd's family. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, you know, and John knows, he articulated it best here today, that any good thing that has come out of my heart and out of my mouth that has blessed anybody in this room begins with heaven. It's a gift that you gave, Lord God. And so, Lord, as we make a transition, it is totally, completely unfair and unjust to compare Kevin with Ryan. Mm -hmm. Each of us is a servant of God. We're trying to get it right. We're trying to share what God is saying, what God is speaking, what God is doing. And thank you for each and every time that we do get it right. Thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for who you are. So I'm praying in the name of Jesus that additional gifts, gifts we haven't even seen already, additional gifting and additional direction would come from heaven upon him. Father, I believe we are honoring you by making this transition. I believe we are letting you be who you are. And thank you, Lord God, that we are just your sheep and we just need to go and follow you where you go. And so, Lord, anoint my precious brother, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the the moments and the times and the Sundays that I'm going to be here and I'm going to be blessed again and again and again by the presence of God and the word of God and the insight of God through this precious man. Heavenly Father, I pray for his family that you will bless them and as much joy as they are to us, I pray that they would have it double-fold and triple-fold coming back to them as well. I pray that us as members of this church would be a true blessing and manifestation of God's presence towards their family every single day. Hallelujah. This is not a honeymoon that's going to end. Every single day and every single week and every single month and every single year, I declare blessing, blessing, blessing from God's people towards this precious family. Mm -hmm. 
He promised that the old men would see visions and the young would dream dreams. Or maybe I've got that backwards, God. But God, <laughs> I ask that you pour out your spirit mm -hmm. yes. as you already have on their precious daughters. Mm. Lead them and guide them. Thank you for the dreams. Thank you for the impressions from God. Thank you for the words that just begin to pound away in our hearts. Thank you, Father, for them, and thank you for the gift that they are to not only this church, but to this community, not only to this community, but there's going to be places outside of this community. There's going to be places outside of this country mm -hmm. where they're going to be a blessing, and they're going to sow, and they're going to sow, and they're going to sow, and they're going to reap as well. Oh, Lord God, you are so good. We praise you. Praise you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name. This man. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Didn't expect that. I'm going to do two more things. Sorry, forgot. No, oh, that's all right. Here we are. Ruth, would you mind coming up for a minute? Okay. And Brian, could you stay with us for a moment? While they're coming up, for all of you that are guests today, I'm very sorry that I didn't have a chance to meet every single one of you at the beginning. So if I miss you at the end, this beautiful woman is a great person to talk to. And when we were looking at the, at the video and you saw this little baby that she was holding, that's, that's my son Joe back there. And he's, he's a great guy to talk to as well. And maybe there'll be another time. But uh, okay, okay, we're ready. So you'll be, you be right here. This is totally not practiced. Okay. And, you, and I'd be right here. Be and right you're there. behind us. So you have your baton. Okay. And I have my baton. Okay. And we're walking. And you know how in the relay race, you know, we're in the Olympics. They didn't get canceled. They're right here. Okay. You, you got to put it back when oh, you run it. Back when it's got to be back because they got to okay. take it. All right. Hold it. Get that on. There All we right. go. All right. Now, you guys, come on now. All right. It's official. decided to wear like suit coats and stuff and I actually have one back there but I'm really hot so sorry. <laughs> um, let me, can I just, I know we've been praying already but let me just pray really quickly and I, um, you know, the, Kevin and I, you'll, you'll find are very different in a lot of ways but one way that we are very, very similar is I get this waterwork stuff going <laughs> and uh, you just got to deal with it and let me through it anyway, okay? So um, if I'm just, you know, getting all this stuff and having to uh, wipe my eyes a lot, just it's more, um, you know, when things are really good and happy and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I can't help it. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for each person here. Lord, um, wow. As has been said already, Lord, more than anything, we just want to give you glory. Praise you, In Jesus' name. Praise you. Amen. Amen. Joe, I'm sorry. Could you tell me who's on who's on the who's online real quick? Uh, the big girl. Okay. 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 Awesome. Thank you. So I want to. I'm going to try to get through something real quickly, and um, more than anything, I want to honor you guys. 
Uh, first of all, um, Kevin and Lynn, you've been incredible. Um, just come on, Lord, help me out here. Um, just, just through your love, your care, the way you've uh, come alongside of us and supported us. Um, really couldn't ask for anything more. And you guys have just been um, an inspiration and the wisdom. Um, a lot of the level-headedness. Uh, it's just been so refreshing to us. And so thank you. Um, and I'm just going to try to go through here and I want to just bless you guys and tell you you know, as we, as we walk You know, as we walked in here um, a couple of years ago, like Ruth said, we didn't know hardly anybody here. I think I've met a couple of you all before here and there. Some of you all have come with us, and uh, that's great. But so many of you we walked into, and we've just gotten to know you over the last couple of years, and uh, it's been great. Um, you know, one some uh, one family that we actually got to know. Um, probably before even Kevin and Lynn and didn't even realize the connection here to the church is uh, John and Ruth Allenbaugh mm -hmm. and had, didn't even know that you all were connected here um, but uh, we uh, got to know them a little bit uh, probably six plus years ago and um, I just want to say you guys have been faithful you know I think about what you all have done with ICF and the seeds that you've sown uh, over the years, and um, you know the the little bit of time we've spent with you guys recently at ICF, uh, it shows the seeds that you all have sown in that have been um, have just borne a lot of fruit, and you guys have um, just been faithful, faithful stewards. Um, you know, I look at uh, at Shannon, and you know the thing I think about Shannon is her. Over joy, her joy of the Lord. Uh, I remember baptizing you. Uh, uh, well, it was a couple summers ago. Thank you. And when you came out of the water and you just shouted for joy. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and Josh, yeah, you've been such a great friend. I, you know, we just met each other a couple, a few weeks ago. But to see how good a friend you are to Shannon and Karina, your your family. Um, you know, I yeah. I appreciate how you how you take care of your kids, and the um, uh, you know, I I see a lot of the um, uh, the quiet strength that you have, and uh, you know, you, you wouldn't you probably would never describe yourself, but you're a real prayer warrior, and uh, how you just continue to lift up people in prayer around here. Um, Stateners, uh, we've, known, we've known you guys for many years, but one thing that we so appreciate about you all is just the wisdom. The wisdom that you all have for life, um, as well as many other things. We just uh, just love being around you guys. Um, 
David, you've been, um, you're just uh, such a servant, and you, your heart, you've got such a big heart for the Lord and for people. And you can drop our heart, your heart to us just immediately. And Steve and Jamie, you know, thank you, sweet. You all are a rock. You all are absolutely a rock in this church. But um, one thing that you do is you serve behind the scenes so much. And um, you need to always know that it's appreciated. And uh, you all are amazing people. Lorelai, Frederica, just met Tim. Yeah. <laughs> the the word that comes to mind with Lorelai and Frederica are our friends. Mm-hmm. They're absolute faithful, faithful mm-hmm. friends. I think one one thing that I can't tell stories about everybody, but. Tell stories about me. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. That was really embarrassing. Um, she's somebody. If you're sick, she will. She will take oranges and belt your door, <laughs> or hold up signs in the middle of service to let you know that you missed something. <laughs> so thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I am just really worked up today. It's okay. Glad that uh, glad this is afterward and not before. You might change your mind. Karina, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. you as well. Or, I'm sorry, Paula. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, just your um, your wisdom and, and your you know I, I see how how faithful you you carry yourself and um, it's, I just see with with you it's just kind of a a line by line and a day by day, but mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. a um, a constant care and faithfulness with everything you do, and it's so appreciated. And um, you guys, I'm going to lump you all in one group if that's all right. Um, the word that comes to mind is family, mm-hmm. and um, Carolyn and Rachel and and Donna, you all have so much love for each other that you have more love for each other than a lot of families do. And mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a, such a huge quality. And can, you know, something, that just a childlike faith, which is just um, an inspiration. And uh, I'm going to try to talk to you guys online. Um, if, if I'm missing somebody, please let me let me know because I'm not seeing faces here. Um, then it groans. The, the word that comes to mind with you guys more than anything is life. Um, both uh, you know, with, with you two and, and all your kids, um, life happens when you're with the Negrones. Yes. And um, we, we miss, I'm so thankful that you guys are out online. We sure miss seeing you because when you, when you walk through the door, there's an elevation of life that comes in. And we really appreciate it. 
and uh, the Tracys. Um, the word that comes to mind with you all is peace. You all mm-hmm. have such a quiet spirit and a, and a love and a giving heart. And uh, we so appreciate just your, your level-headedness and the, the peace and, and love that you all have. Um, the Ingdals, uh, you guys are just such servants. And um, I miss seeing you all. Uh, and I miss those hugs. So, um, Anne... As soon as I see you, I, I need another one of those really big hugs from you. Um, love you guys. Um, am I missing anybody? Oh, Sheila. Sheila, thank you. And um, uh, Sheila, you, um, you know, your service to the community um, is, is so admirable. I think I, I, your commitment there is something that uh, you don't see that in, mm-hmm. in very many people, just a commitment to serve, a commitment to care, a commitment to, to provide a service to people who you will, oftentimes you may never see again and will never ever get the chance to say thank you. Um, and that is just so admirable. Um, Joe, you, uh, you have a worshiper's heart. You have a worshiper's heart. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, you, you, I get the feeling you don't want to be out in front doing it, but that's all right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because God's put you there, and uh, and it's that heart, that Davidic heart, that um, that God so loves, and and um, he, he he's putting you that that Davidic heart. Um, so I want to just share a quick scripture. I'm not going to preach. Can't do that today. Um, but I was praying about what to share besides just giving you all honor because you all are absolutely, every single one of you are amazing, amazing people. And we are, we are honored to be, honored to be part of the family. It was that, um, on the video you showed at first, was that Ron Brackett that was... Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I kind of recognized the voice even much more than the face. Um, so there was a couple things that, that struck me, both um, with Pastor Ron and uh, Pastor Dan, both the videos that really um, I, I felt was um, part of the DNA of this church. And... Uh, Pastor Ron was saying that he see he saw that this church. He said there are people uh, in this. There, I have many people in this city. I have many people in this city, and he said that we would we would be a church that would. Um, uh, he said he'd see he saw people just falling on their face in a church, and that we would be a church that combated this in, in the spirit, a, a church of spiritual warfare. And that uh, we would really reach out to this city from here. And let me take the take the next step. And um, with uh, Pastor Dan, he, he said you know, see, he just prayed that, that miracles would would take place, and that this city would be changed because they would see the miraculous power of God, and that they would be drawn. And it's interesting because I had no idea what. You know that would be shared today, but the the verse that the Lord dropped in my heart, I'm actually not even going to read it. Um, out of Ezekiel 47, 
what you see is this. Um, Ezekiel has this vision of the temple of God and water comes out from underneath the temple. Um, and I'm really running out of time because I know you need to go. Um, water comes out from underneath the temple and uh, it says the water, you know, it, it went out and it became a river that couldn't be forded. And Ezekiel saw that and it, he, he says, wherever the water went, there was life. Wherever the water went, there was life. The, it, it turned everything into life. It, everything was the, where the, ever the creatures were around there, it teemed with life and it turned the salt water into pure. And there were, there were trees along this river that bore fruit and the leaves uh, were for the healing of the nations. And we realize, yeah, in the New Testament, we see the same picture in the book of Revelation. And what, what it is, is that this river comes from the throne of God and it comes out of the temple. But who's the temple? Do you have a river coming out of you? Now, we have an area out here, and I remember I was in a conference, uh, I was working for Prison Fellowship, and we had a, a training, and the people who were leading the training really encouraged you, said, yeah, don't look at problems, look at them as possibilities. Don't look at uh, obstacles, look at them as opportunities. And we could, uh, we could really easily look at Willimantic and say, well, there's lots of problems right outside these, these doors. Mm-hmm. Even when we had our phone call on Wednesday and it was about human trafficking and talked about drugs and this, that, and we could, we could look at them as problems that we have right outside these doors here. But I think what we really should look at them as possibilities. Amen. Amen. As opportunities for the river of God that is flowing out of each one of us to change things. And it's kind of it's kind of like this. There are people out here that are seeds. There are many people, there are many seeds in, that have been in the ground for maybe just a few years. There's many seeds that have been in, in the ground for even since the 1700s. But if you put a seed into the ground, and I found this out, you put a seed in the ground, you don't have any water, it doesn't really go anywhere. And oftentimes, and I, I remember seeing pictures of wildflowers out in California in the desert, that rains come every once in a while, and then they bloom. And you have this huge bloom of flowers because the rains came. And I want to encourage each one of you, you've got water, life-giving water coming out of you. That's what the Bible says. And there are seeds all over here that just need a drink. They just need a drink. And each one of you has the water coming out to give them a drink and see them bloom. So in each one of us, to number one, just look inside you. Each one, look inside yourself. And it'll take faith to do it. Are you going with? I'm staying with one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Good. Um, 
That's it. Everyone look inside each one, each of us, each one, and see what we are believing for. Because we need to be believing for something. It may be that you need to start right where you're at and say, okay, I can believe for this much. And maybe it's just this much on a, on a daily basis. I can believe for a little bit more. I can believe that I'm going to see God a little bit today. I, I can believe that I can believe that God loves me just about that, that much more today than I believed yesterday. Others, maybe you need to believe for this much and say, okay, there's a river coming out and I'm going to start spreading out the water as much as I can. But I want to encourage you, let's each find out that faith that God has and realize that, that He's put a river. There is a river right here across from the town hall mm-hmm. to just spread out and to see the seeds of God come to huge amounts of life. And it's coming through us. And so as a corporate church, that's what I would like us to believe for, Mm -hmm. is that that river is going to start touching seeds all over this area. And when it does, we're going to start seeing life come about. And all the other junk that's been apart, what it says in Ezekiel is that water goes out, and what it touches, it becomes pure. And each one of you has within you not because of you, but because of what's in you. Has the Holy Spirit to make everything in this area change. Mm-hmm. And it can start just with you. Jesus took 12. There's a lot more than 12 in here today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen? So let's, let's let it start with us. Amen. Amen.